Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by fashion writer and journalist Sarah Malacco. Hello. Hey Louise, how are you doing? Very good. Thank you for chatting. And during the week, Ireland's National Youth Assembly has recommended tax on fast fashion. This isn't our first time talking about fast fashion, but do you think this is something that might be of use in this situation? Well, I think it's really interesting, like, first of all, that they want to put a tax on fast fashion or that that's a recommendation, but then also that the revenue raised uh, would be potentially used to make sustainable clothing more affordable. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of see that working in two different ways. So, like, the tax might encourage fast fashion brands to address their corporate responsibility statements, you know, the different things within them um, and fix those issues in order to be able to serve an Irish consumer base without that added additional taxation. Mm -hmm. But then also I feel then sustainable fashion might become more appealing to a wider audience because it will be more in line in pricing with the taxed fast fashion options. Mm -hmm. Like the tax will kind of bring awareness to the issues perpetuated in the fast fashion industry while kind of bringing sustainable options and fast fashion options onto the same, I guess, financial value um, plateau so that pe- if people have a choice, they might be more inclined to go with the sustainable option then because I think for a lot of people, um, cost is a huge contributing factor mm. as to why they do choose fast fashion. And I think it's kind of only recently that this has kind of come to the forefront. We're all kind of taking, I suppose, maybe responsibility, but also knowledge and we're kind of trying to learn more. But have we been doing enough in relation to fast fashion? Well, I think like there's been a lot of social, um, I guess, spearheading and change, like different campaigns and things Mm. like that. But, you know, nothing necessarily done in terms of fast fashion on a political front or governmental front. Mm -hmm. Like there's the Ireland Circular Economy Bill that was signed into law last year. Um, So that's to do with setting targets for like textile and retail sectors um, in making those sectors more sustainable. But, you know, seeing the potential changes from that kind of like legislation is would still be I guess on the way. And obviously we all know about fast fashion but just to I suppose refresh people's minds what are some of the reasons fast fashion is so bad? So I mean from an environmental standpoint one of the biggest issues would be that uh, the fashion industry is responsible for about 10% uh, of human-caused greenhouse gas emissions and then about 20% of global wastewater. Mm-hmm. So just in terms of our actual physical environment, it's quite detrimental. Um, but then also the, one of the key things would be uh, microplastics. So when clothes that are made from synthetic plastic materials, uh, things like polyester, which the production of polyester has actually increased ninefold in the past 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, those microplastics are shed into wastewater. That wastewater ends up at treatment plants. And then, you know, that sludge that they make there turns into fertilizer for agriculture. Those microplastics, obviously, because they don't break down, they're not biodegradable, they end up in the soil, they grow into the food, become part of the human food chain. Uh, the microplastics then that elude the treatment plants, they end up in our rivers and our oceans where they're um, breathed in by fish or consumed by fish and other sea creatures and then we um, consume those sea creatures and then they end up, uh, you know, in the human body and everywhere essentially the scientists have started to look for microplastics, so food, water, air and some parts of the human body, they have found them. Mm. Um, So that's a scary element to Mm. it. Um, And then there's also, I guess you would say, the 
social and ethical um, detrimental impacts, which is um, workers' rights and um, infringements on those rights, and just not, you know, there's a reason that fast fashion clothing is so cheap. Um, I always say that, you know, if you're not absorbing the cost, someone down the line is. So that would usually be um, a garment factory worker or someone like that who is, you know, on a very unlivable wage um, and really, you know, struggling and dealing with huge uh, quotas and work tasks and things like that and just not able to work in an ethical environment at all um, to allow the clothing to be that cheap. So there's definitely a lot of There's a lot of reasons. It. And to just yeah. zone in on one, I suppose the health in particular is one that kind of stood out to me because I never even thought of that, that we're basically ingesting our clothes, which is terrifying. Yeah, well, I mean, even they're finding, like, plastic bags at the bottom of the marinara trench mm. and things these days, I think, like the deepest parts of the ocean. So, wow. yeah, our our waste, I don't know if it's the marinara trench now or Mariana Trench, I'm saying that wrong, but, mm. you know, they're finding plastic yeah. in very, I guess, um, remote areas of the world, and it just is really, like, showing the wide reach of our waste and our plastic consumption. Absolutely. And People maybe don't think of their clothing as plastic because obviously it's a textile, and when we mm-hmm. think of plastic, like we think of like a water a bottle, bottle or whatever yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it but a lot of the clothing now is made of plastic rather than natural uh, materials, uh, which clothing would have been more often made of like in the past. Um, so just as we've gotten you know more clever with our ability to use plastic for different things, it's become more like pervasive in our lives, and now we like wear it every day as well. With that, it kind of surprises me that companies and shops aren't doing more. What could they be doing? And I know, obviously, it's it's always going to take time to turn things around when they've been doing one thing for such a long time one way. But what can they be doing, even small steps to kind of make this better? Yeah, well, a lot of brands now are starting to, or at least alluding to, become becoming more sustainable and promoting a more circular economy like something that I am in, always interested in seeing when I do see it is um, major fashion brands developing like resale platforms mm-hmm. for their own products. Yes. So like being able to almost return a garment to um, a fashion brand when you, you know, not necessarily when it's unwearable anymore, but just when you personally feel you your time with the garment is done and then they can resell it on second hand. And I think that would be a good way to get people interested in second hand fashion for people who might be a bit opposed to going to like a charity shop or a flea market or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting. I'd like love to see more of that. But then like mostly brands just really need to start um, incorporating better like social and environmental programs into their commitments. Um, many of those are currently underway but a lot of them will be in the early stages because there's still just huge work that needs to be done to overall the entire chain of production and fast fashion and that starts um you know even in the design room like ensuring designs are ethical and not you know heavily influenced by the work of smaller artists who then miss out on revenue up to the fabrics used and the working conditions of people within the garment industry Mm -hmm. so it is you know it's asking for a big shake-up and a lot of change but we do have to do it like for the environment and for everything else. Um, so it's really, really nice and interesting to see Ireland's National Youth Assembly calling for something like a tax, something so tangible and also saying specifically where they'd like to see um, the benefits of that tax going. So it's absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because as you say, it is going to be a big mission, but like small steps will kind of get us there eventually, which is better than not trying at all. But I suppose to kind of take on a personal um, part in it. What can we be doing day to day? Well, I mean, the 
best piece of advice I could give would be to try and like minimize the consumption of fast fashion wherever possible. I know that sometimes from an economical standpoint, mm-hmm. that can be impossible. You know, if you have a lot of people to clothe or like, you know, for a lot of people as well, like kids, they're growing out of things left, right and center. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fast fashion can often be the most affordable option. But, you know, where possible, just try and, you know, you utilize clothing that you have to the best of your ability, like the mo- most sustainable clothes that you own are already the ones in your wardrobe, whether they came from a fast fashion brand or a sustainable brand or not. If you already have them, just, you know, opt to wear them multiple times, be an outfit repeater, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like something that individuals can do to just minimize their own um, consumption. And obviously the less um, that brands see a demand for, you know, plastic or polyester fast fashion clothing, the hopefully the more minimal their production would become. So, you know, if multiple people do a small thing, it can make a big difference. You chat about this a lot over your social media, but where is the best place people can read your articles? Um, so I write a lot about fashion and sustainability on uh, rte.ie and also on RSVP. Um, so you can find me in the fashion and lifestyle sections on both of those websites. Excellent. Sarah Malocco, thank you so much for chatting to us. No bother at all and hope everyone's enjoying the weather.